Well, hello, hello, wonders. It is I, Jeremycia Frazier, the Wonder Woman. Welcome to the Wonder Woman podcast. You know that we drink our coffee, we collaborate, and we champion the chaos. Today, we have a phenomenal woman. I consider her a Wonder Woman to the very core of her existence for her resilience, for her strength, her beauty, her faith, and we have her on today, Sierra C. Howard. Her story is absolutely amazing. It will ignite your faith. She is the creator of Sincerely Sierra YouTube channel. Ladies, you must check it out. She is also the owner of her own e-store, an e-commerce store, Novelin, where she sells thrifty items. So she is absolutely the wonder woman okay we are excited to have her on today i'm gonna hop right into this interview ladies get your coffee because we are gonna have something soothe to go down our throats as we listen to and as we extract wisdom and faith from her story sierra say hi to us hi everybody how are you <laughs> Awesome. So we're going to get right into the questions for today. Um, Sierra, elaborate regarding August, the year 2017. Elaborate to us um, the events that happened to you. Okay. Yes. Um, August year 2017 was, it was really weird for me because um, in that month, I was actually preparing to go on maternity leave and just like prepare myself for nesting. And um, at the time, um, Noblin, she was a breech baby. She had not turned upside down yet. So she was breech and they were preparing to do a procedure where they manipulate her to turn downward. And um, so at that time, I was preparing to leave work and just preparing for her coming. Her um, due date was actually September in September. And um, months before that, I had like a vision or like an open vision. I was at work yeah. and that, that just, I don't know, like me and a couple of other of people that I worked with, we were all pregnant at the same time. Wow. And I had this vision that um, like if something like something like us having miscarriages or something. Wow. And I was like, oh. Uh, that would be absolutely tragic. That would be horrible. Let me in, let me intercede right now. Let me begin praying against this because that would be absolutely horrible. Yes. And so in the month of August, it was really weird for me because it just, everything was just weird about the month of August. But leading up into the, the day that Nova, I delivered, um, gave birth to um, Novalin, um, my body was swollen the whole time. And I think August the 22nd was like the day where um, everything on me, like my whole body, it was dry and everything wow. wasn't, it, everything was just really different um, at that time. And so um, it was weird for me. And I was doing like a lot of praying and a lot of warfare at the time, but it was definitely a life-changing moment in the month of August, something I never expected um, to happen, even though it was something that was a vision that was, that came to me two months ago, I was actually like living in reality wow. in the month of. Wow. So what happened? You, you saw this vision 
of you know miscarriages happening you begin to intercede you begin to do a, a lot of uh, warfaring because evidently uh the lord was showing you and so what happened um to novelin tell, tell us how you know your body your body was swelling you had those experiences you know what actually happened yes yeah, so um, what happened was um, maybe three days before August the 23rd, I was telling my husband, I was like, I did not feel um, any movement. And at mm. the time, I'm nine months pregnant. And we were, uh, we both had this app that let us know, hey, at nine months, you probably won't feel the baby moving. So don't be alarmed. And so I didn't feel her move much at all. And I started to get really concerned, but like after the, the third day, I'm like, I, I have, still haven't felt anything, like nothing. And um, I began to like throw up and just throw up really badly. And um, I went to the doctor. So I was like, something's not right. So I went to the doctor and they, they told me that she did not have a heartbeat. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what's, what's going on? Right. And in my mind, I'm trying to process like what's about to take place. I, I I couldn't like even receive what they had spoken to me at that time. And so all I knew to do was to just prophesy over my child. Right. I was just, wow. you know, just word of God. And, but, um, leading up to the day that she was delivered, August the 23rd, 2017, I delivered her at like 10 07. And we discovered that she had an umbilical cord accident she was wrapped in her cord five times. And as wow. she was coming, I saw my, um, my OB, I literally saw her like unraveling my daughter. And I'm looking like, what in the world happened? Like, how could that happen? Right. You know, and um, my OB already, she even explained to me, she was like, I've never seen anything like this before. Wow. I've never seen it. Wow. So, what helped you now sierra i i told you i'm a bit of a crybaby so forgive me because you you are this is that's something that i've never heard of and to to see to look at you and to see your strength to see your resilience and to see where you where you are today after you know experiencing something like that with your first with your first child you know that's traumatic that's something that traumatizes women and it takes them sometimes years to mentally move forward in their mind and to see you on here to see you talking to see you engaging um it, it is a miracle to me so what I want to ask is, what helped you cope after the passing of Novalin? What helped you cope with that? Um, well, what helped me cope with that was honestly and truthfully just the presence of God. It like truly the presence of God and actually um, starting the, pro the grieving process. And honestly, I thought starting the grieving process was basically just hurry up moving forward. I honestly, I did not want to grieve. I wanted to just move on with my life and like start off. I mean, start off where I left off at, but really the presence of God and my husband, like both of them, like he just, cause I was angry. I was extremely yeah. angry. Definitely. I was broke and didn't understand anything. And I was just, I was really angry and upset. 
with God at the time, but um, my husband like brought things to my remembrance of, you know, my, my, my faith. Cause um, it was just, it was just so hard for me, Yeah. but it was the presence of God that truly, truly helped me. And I, I was open to whatever, like the Lord was releasing to me. I, I just, just, there were times I, I didn't have words to say. I didn't have the right words to articulate to even how I felt. So yeah. I just, yeah. I was just presence of God cry, just cry. Cause I was like, I, I don't know what else to do. I'm hurt. I'm broken. I'm shattered. Like what do, what am I supposed to do in this moment? I don't, I don't even have the words that adequately express how I'm feeling right now because I just want to leave the earth right now. Wow. Wow. So it was, it was definitely the presence of God and my husband really being there, um, really just being there and reminding me of God's goodness and that he was, he was still in control. He was still with me. He hadn't left me because I felt lonely and just, I don't know, like that, that was the lowest place I've ever been in my entire life. Definitely. Describe your, you just talked about the presence of God helped you cope. The presence of God and, and your husband reminding you of the goodness of God. Describe your levels of faith. Were there times where like you believed and then were there times where it was just like, I don't know what I believe anymore. <laughs> I'm, I don't know whether I'm going or whether I'm coming. Describe your, your faith journey, you know, during that time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so like I said, after that, like after um, we went home from the hospital, I was I was having experiences where I'm telling you, like the enemy, it was like he was nitpicking with me. I would have like things to show up, like almost like teasing me, like you don't have a baby. Like I was dealing with the fact that I was, you know, my breasts were, were was like, um, you know how your breast um, release breast milk, like and yeah, I didn't have yeah. any that stuff was going on and I'm like like but why would the Lord allow me to go through that but I can honestly tell you that the stuff the the victories before all of this happened the Lord just kept bringing those back to my remembrance is that you know that I'm God you you've seen what I've done in your life there's no way that you could deny there's there's no way that you can deny that I'm God in your life so I couldn't I couldn't negate that fact that he was God and he was real. I couldn't turn away from that. I was just angry at the fact, why God, why was this allowed? Why did you allow this? I had a vision months ago. Um, and and now I'm living this reality. Why was this allowed to me? Now I'm not, I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm, I'm the type of Christian I read every day. I do everything right. But I'm like, I, I'll try my best to live for you. Like, why was this allowed for me? Because I know that you hold all power in your hand. Why was this allowed? And so even at time, the Lord was just showing me, if I give you an answer, the answer still wouldn't be sufficient enough for you. Woo! You know? And so yes. the Lord, you know, even in my, my human, my human um, intellect, like I still couldn't grasp because God's ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and our ways. Right. So I had to learn to trust the Lord, even, even in my, 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 me not understanding what, what, what he was doing with me. I had to trust in him and lean not into my own understanding, yeah. but in all of my, 
acknowledge him and he was he was even yet then like directing my my path wow wow i love it i absolutely love it it's powerful it's powerful to me what you stated that the lord let you know that even if he did give you an answer it still wouldn't be sufficient enough and for you to be on a mature level to be able to admit that even if he did it, it wouldn't be sufficient enough because of your brokenness and because of how you were feeling at the time i mean that's very that is extremely commendable did you ever think you would ever get pregnant again yes i definitely get pregnant again the lord even gave me like a prophetic dream um after wow. I the baby i was i was literally dreaming god showed me how like this baby was gonna look and everything and due to the fact it was um, it was an umbilical umbilical cord accident um it wasn't nothing medical i knew that the lord would bless me to become pregnant again like i literally i got pregnant like a month and a week after they cleared me to start trying to make a baby again so wow <laughs> wow 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 a good god yes he is so wow good. that's awesome so when you found out you were pregnant with Anona, and I believe I'm pronouncing her name right, when you got pregnant with Anona, did you have fears? Did you have anxieties from, you know, what happened with Nobelin? I definitely, I, my anxiety was through the roof, but God continually kept like giving me assurance that that won't happen this time. Yes. Wow. Kept sure. I'm going to tell you, he, he allowed me to, it's almost like he allowed me to like spiritually, I know this may sound crazy, but he allowed me in to like, I think I was laying down, but maybe I was dreaming, but he allowed me to go down and meet um, Anona when she was in my belly. And um, I'm telling you, it's like, he showed me, um, stages of her development he showed me um even like uh, he was like you know ready to be delivered he showed me her makeup and everything and um and honestly even after that um for my my sanity my husband he went and bought me a heart a heart rate monitor wow. due to the fact you know, I, I got the bad news of not finding heart so i had uh, i had my own personal heart monitor where if I had, I actually had a dream and I knew this dream was sent by the enemy because, um, I woke I, the dream was basically that my child's heart rate was, was low. And I jumped up immediately and got out the bed and checked her heart rate. And it was beating just as strong as it wanted to be. Like she was just going. So um, I got the heart monitor and I would check it whenever I felt alarmed to, but at the same time I was having, I had the word of God that I just kept using to affirm me during those affirming myself and God's word um concerning um against those fears so um that that was the only thing I had to really come back um those fears was just God's word incredible and me knowing yes I love it I love it how did um you stated something that you know you you your anxieties were through the roof you combated those fears with the word of God and you had the heart monitor just in case, you know, 
any alarm, you know, and you felt like you needed to, you had that to, to assure you as well. How did you overcome, which you pretty much stated it, how did you overcome any mental battles that you were facing? Girl, I continued to renew my mind in the word of God. And I love that. I know, I know people, they, it, what I'm saying is you can go to the therapist and the counselors, you can go to them. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but we have to renew our minds in the word of God. The word of God is how our mind is renewed. And the enemy was attack, attacking. Our mind is a battlefield if it's not being occupied by the word of God, if we're That's not right. renewing. That's and right. so I, I'm intentional about renewing my mind because I knew that if I was out of that, then that would be a playground for the devil to play, play with. Because the moment I've, I've actually tried it, like there was a time I, I wasn't able to get in and he tried his best to like torment me, you know, yeah. and I'm not, you know, saying that, you know, don't read or you miss one day of reading. I'm not saying that, but I was just intentional about my, my time of renewing my mind in the word of God, because the enemy wanted me mentally to go insane. He wanted right. me to go mentally insane. So it was my responsibility to renew my mind into a firm in the word of God. Oh God. I love that lady. She just said something so powerful. She said that it was her responsibility to renew her mind. It was not God's responsibility, but it was her responsibility to get into the word, to combat what the enemy was trying to place in front of her mentally with a past experience. Her responsibility, that is absolutely profound. Many people, many women believe that for some reason, it's God's responsibility to renew our mind and to keep our mind at a level of insanity. But the fact that you just stated from a place of experience, from a place of knowing that it was your action of getting into the word of God that sustained you mentally, I absolutely love it. How did, which you have stated this, this entire podcast, your relationship with God, how did it aid you in moving forward? Oh my goodness. It strengthened me in ways that I'm telling you that it, I could say this, it was nobody but God. Like it, my relationship with the Lord, I'm telling you, it's my foundation. I love it. It's, it's what I live for, man. Like I'm telling you, if it had not been for God, yeah. I would, I, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being honest and vulnerable before you. I would not be here today. Yeah. I'm here today, but it was the, the, my solid relationship with the Lord. It's important to have that relationship with the Lord and be, be um, rooted in that relationship with yeah. God. But yeah. it was God. God's the relationship with God, it, it, it strengthened me in, in the most weakest time, that weakest time of my life. He, he strengthened me. I'm telling you, he, he was even, he was even affirming words like, like Rhema words directly to me. He told me that I was being branded, but not broken. Like he was, so when he, he, <laughs> my husband actually declared that word over me because we went over a, we went in a three day fast because I didn't know what else to do. I just 
wanted to hear from the Lord. What are you saying right now to me in this time that I'm in? Because I don't know where, where I'm, whether I'm coming or going. What are you saying to me? What are your words for me right now? Wow. You know, so he told me that you are not, you are being branded. You're not broken, but you're being branded. Wow. And so I, I cherished that word and I took that word and I, I didn't, I didn't take it religiously because people, when they think about being branded, they think about animals and, you know, and just, they, they think about the negative side of that. But I knew God's intent concerning that he was branding me for his will, for his purpose and for his glory. And so, and that's, that's my heart's cry. God, you get the glory out of my life. You know, and so many times we, we tell the Lord to get the glory, but we have our own agenda for him. Right. To get the glory. right. You right. know, so I, I was just, I, and I even repented in that time because I was, like I said, I was in a dark place and I never, you know, cursed God or anything, but I was just really angry. And he, he, he knew my, knew I was angry. He knew I was I had all of these emotions going on, but he, he confirmed me. He affirmed me in his word. And he, he literally, he just assured me the whole way through. He really did that for me. And I bless him for it. I get I'm <laughs> stirred. Oh my God. I'm so stirred. Sierra just said the Lord spoke to her. It, it, it's just profound. It's blessing me that you're not, being broken you're being branded mm -hmm. that is a mouthful it, it is profound it is revelatory all in itself because if you think about being branded by the father mm. by by god himself you know that there is fruit that is going to come out of this branding. There yes. is glory that's going to come out of this branding. So, so the fact that you got in a place um, to hear the voice of God and to quiet your spirit to hear, and you heard that, I'm sure that it lifted your spirit in such a way that it, it motivated you to, to, to move forward at a time where you felt paralyzed. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I love, I love that. What would you say, Sierra, to women who have experienced the same thing and they feel like you felt? I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I'm angry. Yes, I'm angry with God. And, and he knows that because there's nothing hidden in his sight. You know, I don't know whether I'm coming I'm go or going. I'm angry. I don't understand why. What would you say to women to encourage them in a time like that? Yes. Yeah, so I would just encourage anybody who has experienced what I've experienced. Um, I would encourage you to Go through your grieving process. Grieve. All of us grieve differently, but I would tell you to grieve. Go through the process because, like I stated earlier, I tried to skip that process because I didn't know how to even deal with that. But I'm going to encourage you to grieve. Whatever it takes for you to go through it, grieve. But also be open. Be open to receiving healing because we can be so broken or so shattered in that moment. We don't want. We don't want to hear. We like we're shut off to everything. That's so I'm encouraging you 
to be open to healing at some point because it's not God's will for you to um, walk in um, just to be broken, to be hurt and dealing with pain. And honestly and truthfully, um, I can share this too, is that, you know, the enemy will make you, make you um, blind you to some things because I was blinded by the fact that I carried unforgiveness towards myself, blaming myself for it. Wow. So we have to be, we have to keep our eyes open for that and not allow the enemy to make us feel shame and guilt um, at the fact that we have had, we, we've had miscarriages or stillborn. We, we can't allow the enemy to plague our mind and those things, but I'm encouraging you to be open to healing when, whenever it happens or whenever that time comes for healing to take place. We don't have to go on and be um and live in grief we don't have to live in grief we 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 have a responsibility in that as well we we don't have to walk in grief for years and i know like i stated earlier some some people um some people um you can choose to to walk in grief um for years at a time but you don't have to right so i'm just encouraging to open be open-hearted to healing and um, just be ready to receive that and um, don't walk in shame. So um, that's, that's just about it for, for me. And um, even then, too, like, like I stated earlier, whatever it takes, you know, if you need to have counseling, therapy, right, do it. Right, whatever right. that looks like, everybody's process is different. My process may look different from somebody else's. But I'm encouraging you to not, to not, not, to not, not grieve, you know, right, grieve. Right, right whatever that looks like, you know, my grieving was, was completely different, you know? Um, and there were things that triggered the grief to try to come back. Wow. Encouraging you even that like the enemy will, will try to make you think that you're not healed from those things. And from, even from that pain, I'm encouraging you to remind yourself of the word of the living God, remind yourself of that because the enemy will, will try to make you think that you have residue of what you've been healed from, but God can heal you. He will heal you if you let him heal you. Yes, I absolutely love that. You said something very profound to me is that the enemy will try to make you feel like you're not healed. Mm -hmm. And, oh man, I could resonate with that in such a way by uh, not the same experience, but just a season of pain where yes. the enemy, you know, there are those triggers, like you said, there are those triggers to where you feel like because something was triggered and some thoughts came up, you feel like, okay, maybe I'm not healed from this. Maybe, yes. you know, and, and then it starts making you consider and wonder, like, if you've even been healed from that hurt or pain at all. Um, so I can definitely relate. Um, I had a, a miscarriage before I had my second daughter, Scarlett, and, and not many people know this. Um, before I had my second daughter, Scarlett, I, I had a miscarriage. And it was not, uh, it was not as extreme as yours and as severe as yours I I can't remember maybe I was like two three months uh, into the pregnancy but I went through about two weeks of depression because from that point I felt like something was wrong with me like did 
did something happen? You know, like, did something happen to me to cause me, you know, not to be able to carry, you know, this particular child? But uh, the fact that you talked about renewing the mind and you talked about um, basically that support system, your husband was a phenomenal support system uh, for you emotionally during your time of grief. And the fact that you stated, don't skip the grieving process, ladies, please. That, that is one of the most important things that uh, I think that she has said is do not skip your grieving process. It is, it is healthy and it is important that you let all that stuff out so that you can healthily move forward. Um, Sierra C. Howard, I have enjoyed this interview on a whole nother level. Um, your strength and your resilience um, is absolutely, it's contagious. And I want to um, just commend you for your strength and your willingness to share your story. You said uh, during this interview, don't, you know, don't let shame, you know, stop you from moving forward. And uh, that is so commendable. And that is so, um, it's frequent that women that go through that or, or even different things, you know, shame stop, stops them from telling their story to set another, another woman free, to liberate another woman in her emotions or, you know, in her mind of what you know, because you've been through it by experience, you know she's dealing with it. You know she's thinking about it. You know she's crying. You know she's feeling shame. And the fact that you said, do not allow shame to just paralyze you absolutely phenomenal this has been our episode of faith in the weight i heard sierra's story and i just thought about how she talked about how she believed god that she knew she would have another baby the lord had showed her and the amount of faith that she had even in the waiting process for her to get pregnant again even though she got pregnant quick god was good but she still had that faith i absolutely here i'm stirred if you can't tell honey <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm stirred you know i'm just i absolutely love your story it has ignited my faith in yes, different Lord. areas so um mm -hmm. to god be the glory for what he has done in your life and what he is doing in your life. And also to God be the glory to the, uh, the listeners that will hear this, that will be motivated and stirred whose faith will be ignited by your story, by your transparency. Transparency is a deliverer. Yes. We, a lot of times we do not want to tell the ugly. We don't want to tell the ugly. We don't want to tell the wounds. We don't want to tell the scars. But those are the things that God uses to get glory and to be an instrument of deliverance to others. So I appreciate you, Sierra, for being an instrument of deliverance on the Wonder Woman podcast today. I appreciate you for just being available and allowing me little old me to probe your mind and elements of your story guys i hope you have enjoyed 
the phenomenal, the Wonder Woman, Sierra C. Howard. I hope you have enjoyed her story and were impacted by it in some way, form, or fashion. You know that we are present with new Wonder Woman episodes every Wednesday to come to encourage you, to motivate you, to um, impact you, and to educate you. So, See you guys next time. Sierra, we honor you and we love you. Bye. Bye.